happened, Marcus here. Before we get going with today's episode, I want to let all of you beautiful people know that we here at Wandering Ways have a new apparel line out. Yes, I know we're that big now. We've partnered up with the people at Teespring to put out our design on some shirts from short sleeve, long sleeve sweatshirts to tank tops. We even got socks out there. So if you want to get your hands on some of this cool apparel and support the podcast here, check us out at teesprings.com slash stores slash wandering ways. That's teespring.com slash stores slash wandering ways. Go ahead, check it out, get yourself something nice or get someone else something, something nice for them as little, hey, how you doing? But anyways, check it out, teespring.com slash store slash wandering ways. I've gone out, I've seen albino ones. There's redwoods out there that are completely white. Yeah, they're super cool. Um, They don't have any of the chlorophyll, which is what makes them white, but they also can't photosynthesize to make energy. So they suck onto the roots of other redwoods. So they're like almost a parasite. Freaking screen again, man. I the microphone. I was going for the noise. <laughs> oh my gosh. I went for the microphone. I wanted to give the people the glass on the microphone. You know, just Photoshop it. We'll get it. We'll get it right. <laughs> I, I'm not like a wizard at this shit here, man. Come on. We have a thing. I know, but I was thinking podcast, ears, people won't see it. But for you video watchers, you can definitely... That's why we say clink. (laughs) You can see the fail. We always cheers glasses when we begin, you know, because we like to sit down and we enjoy each other's company and uh, just talk about the beautiful things like nature. And, you know, I I went and I wanted to clink the microphone because I'm I'm reaching out to the podcast listeners this week. You might be reaching out to the video listeners, like we're going to clink on the camera. But, you know, we're just grateful to be here. It's happy. You know, it's stickers. I got stickers, everybody. Wandering Ways stickers. What, what, what? Check them out. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all the uh, BS uh, free pub for the, the start. Get that out of the way, huh? <laughs> I guess. But It's all exciting stuff, you know. It's just fun. This is a fun thing to do. You know, I like to talk about nature and all the fun things, you know, like speaking of, I mean, didn't you just do some cool agate hunting lately? Yeah, I went agate hunting this morning here in Humboldt for last week. I was up in the Oregon coast this week. Not. I'm back in California only for two more weeks though. Um, feel so for the listener or the watchers, you know, I don't have my big beard anymore. <laughs> I was accusing him earlier. I was like, dude, you just, you got that Cali surfer brah vibe. And it's yeah. like, oh, I like that Pacific Northwest, got the beard. I'm from the trees. We're looking for Bigfoot. We're yeah, going to find Bigfoot. The beard is Bigfoot. not coming back. The beard is yeah, not but, coming back. 
but this isn't the Bigfoot look, man. We're out there, we're searching, we're hunting, we're looking, and you're just... <laughs> the big beard annoys the hell out of me, so it's not coming back. Right. But back to the agate hunting. Uh, did that here in Humboldt. We go up to a spot. I'm not going to tell you where it is in case I ever do come back and want to do agate hunting. I don't want a bunch of people going to my agate hunting spot. But... It was a decent day. Rock piles are not phenomenal. Um, but I got a nice, nice little handful of agates. I had one a little spot today. Uh, they were everywhere. Most of the time I have to work. But this one, one spot, like the whole time. I think I got like 20 just in one little area. What, uh, what do you do with agates? Uh, I got a bowl that I uh, keep all my agates, cool shells. Uh, special things that come to me um, when I'm on adventures. I find different sentimental things I'll put in that bowl. What, uh, what, uh, what, what do other people do with agates, though? Oh, other people, they'll do, they'll put jewel, they'll put it on jewelry, have like a ring or a necklace. Oh, wow. Stuff like that. They're, I mean, they're cool rocks, they're not worth anything. But they're just cool rocks. It's fun, something to do. Get out, go on the beach. You know, it's a nice foggy Pacific Northwest uh, day. So it was worth the trip as always. Yeah, oh, nice, awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> what did you do this week? I, you know, I, you know, we attempted this back in May. We attempted the medicine wheel with Matt and Jared, and. Uh, we came up, we came up short, but it's actually quite interesting because, you know, we actually drove up there in the snow and we were probably a quarter of a mile away from the parking lot to the, to the national parks, national forest service, you know, area where you can park your car. They have a visitor center. Kind of, it's a really small visitor center. I mean, it's like a, not, I, I don't think like two or three people could be in it at once. You know, it's kind of small, but, um, they have that and then you actually walk about a mile on this like mountain ridge to this other mountain peak where it's at and it's actually it's it's a really cool experience and i i want to say it's similar to like a pilgrimage uh when when you see people in like like rome or mecca in those like holy places when they, they, they treat it with such respect. Um, and then you have the tourist mixed in there as well. Oh, uh, I feel you on that. You know, but it's still the tourist is giving the respect because they know what it is. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's an 80 degree day, beautiful day. I'm in my flip flops. I'm walking up this dirt trail because they even have, it's a, it's actually a car path. It's wide enough for a car to go up. Um, because like the elders and people who go and pray at this, you know, they, they can't walk the whole mile up there. So they, they do that for special ceremonies and whatnot. And it's just beautiful, perfect. And it just, it felt like one of those moments, you know, you're up on the top of this mountain, you're thousands of feet up in the air. You can see for miles and miles and miles all around you, you know, and it's just this beautiful Wyoming day. And you're just walking, there's the flowers, the birds chirping. I didn't see much other wildlife, but I, I mean, there was elk when we went up back in May, you know, in the snow. Um, it's just, 
it's one of those things when, and then you see the native families that are going there for spiritual reasons. You see the prayer bundles, the sacred bundles. We've talked about that in South Dakota. Um, and you know, with the devil's tower in Wyoming, you know, yeah, just the sacred things that you see. And it's, it's just one of those places and it's kind of off the trail. You know, a lot, there's our people who see it cause they go to Yellowstone. They take that, that highway through the Bighorn mountains, you know, some people cut up on I-90 and go through Billings, but it's, it's one of those ones that it gets missed, but some people see it and it is off the trail. It's a beautiful drive. It's worth it. It's peaceful. It's, it's really, it's one of those places. And then the medicine wheel itself, it's really not that big, but the fact that it's up on top of this mountain and where it's at on this mountain, they say that the, the ground is some of the oldest rock in the Rocky mountains, like the peaks of those mountains are some of the first, you know, when the mountains are first being yeah. created, you know, some of that. that and it's sense. just, it's, it's nuts that those, those features, and they can find them all throughout. This is one of many of these structures they found throughout the Rocky Mountains um, that are these wheels. And what's really interesting is the spokes of these wheels, because they kind of look like a, like a wagon wheel. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The spokes of these wheels line up with different like celestial events, you know, like the summer solstice, winter solstice. Um, and many cultures, many ancient cultures around the world had similar things with that and with the celestial objects, you know, they communicated with the rocks and the stars and all that, you know, ancient Egypt, etc. But it's just like, it's, yeah, it's one I mean, of those places. <laughs> yeah. The whole celestial incident comparison, I mean, that's, that's how they used to tell time back then, you know? Well, yeah, not only that, and it's just like the the way the rocks were formed, the things that happened at those rocks, the, the, the prayerfulness, the ends of lives, the, you know, I take Serpent Mound in Ohio, which is actually really interesting. It's just about an hour outside of Cincinnati. It's a mound where the Native American peoples so they had burial mounds. There a lot of, and that's why the yeah. people in, in the Ohio River Valley area were called mound builders. Is you know when they would build mounds, houses were kind of built in mound structures, uh, burial mounds, you know. And it's in this area of a bunch of burial mounds. It's the Serpent Mound, but there's no bodies in it. There's no burials in it. It's just a serpent, and each one of the bends of the serpent's like snake's body, you know. Mm -hmm. reaches out to like the summer solstice winter solstice same thing and it's just interesting how you know we we like to look back at these ancient cultures and really just like diminish them you know because of what our history tells us but in reality it's you know it's like no they were just as smart as us they could tell time they could do this they could communicate you know they, they figured it out <laughs> yeah they you know they figured they had problems and they had solutions for those problems exactly the same problems we had today we just have different solutions you know there's more than one way to skin a cat basically exactly so no but yeah. that's super cool that you're able to um get out there check it out it sounds really pretty the area where you're at oh yeah it was gorgeous and uh i actually got to take the gopro up and took a 360 photo <laughs> that's on the facebook on the Quartz Lake Facebook, uh, too, if you guys want to check that out. It's really cool. Check it out, people. Um, the GoPro Max has been really, it's, I, you know, the camera, worth it. Got it. Yeah. I, it. <laughs> I think last time was when you got it. Yep. Um, and so you've had it for a week. 
I'm sure you've done a lot of stuff with it. Yeah, it's fun. It's, you know, and I, you know, I'll put it on my car. You can drive your car 360. I put a mount up there doing different drives, you know, it's fun. <laughs> It'd be good stuff, especially to, if you guys out there want to listen to it. Rougarou. Um, right. Yeah, they'll have it up on there, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll give some shout outs to it too. I'm just waiting for Instagram to let me do those 360 photos. When's that, when's that feature going to come out? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. You're talking about how it's like two companies are the only ones that do the 360 photo. Facebook and YouTube right now. That's the only place I can upload it to. I mean, there are like, you could have it on your website, you know, if you you have that software capability or whatever capability that requires. Yeah. But no, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. That's dope. Yeah. That's working out. But Worth it. That's good. You like to see uh, the money that you spend uh, go to good things. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the Quartz Lake sponsorship can only go so far. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, there's, only, there's only so much funding that Quartz Lake can give you. So. Right. What's my paycheck? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Let's for, those, for those of you who don't know, Quartz Lake, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of, me and Mark kind of, we went on a trip to Montana um to quartz lake actually is where it started back in the day and we decided hey we like taking videos and doing all this cool stuff you know on our trips and sharing it and sharing the stories and telling stories and we're, let's figure it out and start a brand we started quartz lake you know we started with the facebook page got the logo did this did that shared some photos now here we are wandering ways boom just like that sponsoring ourselves how does that work that's just putting your money investing in you <laughs> <laughs> in a nutshell that is exactly what uh, it is <laughs> but not only that though i like to take that but but that's kind of who we are right we're investing in ourselves in that sense we love going outdoors and that's part of our message you know it's like if you truly like going outdoors you want to go to the redwoods in california get in your car and go there make yeah. it happen find the ways plan it out you know there's nothing to like take matt for example you know he came out to montana one time he had a budget he's like i only spent this much in gas everything else you know the cost of food the cost of everything else living expenses did not change for him some people don't think that about that when they travel and it's like just if you budget yourself correctly you can make it happen and like that's part of, you know, the Quartz Lake solution. <laughs> and we're investing in ourselves. We're trying to go on these trips. We're trying to share those experiences with you because we, we want you to have those same experiences as us. Yeah. No, it, um, hit it on the button right there. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't always have to be like the big weekend trips either. Shoot, it could be just an afternoon where you get in your car and you drive somewhere that's close by. And it doesn't have to be long either. You don't have oh. to do like a 15 mile trek through mountains to say, man, I went out in nature. Like, no, go well, to your park. Not only that, you're right. And like, I take this, I used to work at Cabela's in uh, college as a way of, you know, help pay for college. And when I was doing that, I would see people eat in the cafeteria or the, the workroom. I shouldn't even call it a cafeteria. It was a microwave. <laughs> you know there's a microwave and two vending machines really you know and they're sitting there and it's like you sit you eat the same lunch every day you watch the same 
ESPN or whatever's on the TV every day, like you do, you get in that routine, you get in the habit and you, you sometimes you want to kick that habit. And part of that, you know, it's like what I did is like, yeah, I'd have my days where I eat in there with someone, talk with them, whatever. But the next day I would drive over to the river, you know, the Yellowstone river, you know, the longest free flowing river in the United States of America, you know, that does not have a dam on it. And you can just go sit at this park and I watch the geese eat my lunch, watch the geese, you know, change it up, experience life, experience nature. And that just being out in it for five minutes, 15 minutes, you know, it's like, wow, you know, I'll get in the days where I'm working hard, you know, I'm in indoors working because you know, that's what pays the bills. And I just need to say, Hey, I want to go take a walk around the block because I want to go see the birds. I want to, you know, just get out and see and feel the fresh air, breathe it. And I don't think we do that enough. And that's something if we could get in the habit of it'd be really nice. It would be, it would be way nicer. Not only that, it's good for you. It's good for your neuroplasticity, switch things up, get outside, get in that nature, you know, get a little bit grounded. You know, it's good for you to do those kind of things. Oh, exactly. Not made to be in these concrete uh, boxes for our whole lives. You know, we were made to be touching the ground. Well, it's just interesting because like you really, you, you take things like our magnetic fields and the way our, our, us as humans generate it, you know, in accordance with the earth and the way the earth does it. If you really look at it in like that perspective, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. When you are trapping yourself off from that in a sense and yeah. it, it does affect you, you know, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I crave being outside like this weekend, um, I kind of got screwed with work. So I had to dedicate one of my weekend days to just working. And I, I said, but the other day I'm going to go do this medicine wheel. And part of that, you know, is doing it the right way. Yeah. Is, you know, it's like getting outdoors, even, you know, I'm going to go make it happen. And that's part of it is like, go see the places you want to see, but also figure out a way to see all the places you want to see you know and and that's what makes it exciting and that's what forces you to do it and that was part of my thing is like i didn't see the medicine wheel i forced myself to do it yeah no that's huge it's forcing yourself to get out um even if it is only for a little bit i mean shoot i do that's why i went ag hunting today there you go it's not crazy that's why i went on a bike ride uh yesterday here in humble getting myself outside so i took my dog for a walk today something simple as that getting outside enjoying it all that fun stuff exactly but i am here in the redwoods and i am excited to do some of my last redwood adventures before i'm out of here or i don't know when i'll be back you know i'm thinking of hitting up fern canyon here soon um and then and people if you don't know what fern canyon is it's like this little canyon kind of and there's just ferns all up inside the uh canyon it's super cool uh if you need a really good visual of it watch the second uh, jurassic park lost worlds they film part of it in that canyon but um not only that next week you are planning to come to the redwoods so Correct. we and see literally my favorite tree, <laughs> uh, Hyperion. If you're not familiar with Hyperion, 
it's the tallest tree in the world, not the largest, which is General Sherman down in the Sequoia, but the tallest tree in the world. And it's in a secret spot. It took me like three times to find it. Uh, it's a pretty special uh, tree. Um, I like that. And I like that it is, we've talked about this before, how it is secret to get there. Um, you, you have to be shown, which is a respect. And that's part of doing it. You know, you have to have that respect, which is kind of cool. Um, I'm excited to do it. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I've never been there. I like the respect of getting to the area and having to be shown the way. I think that's awesome. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I know Tyler's excited. He's coming along on this one. Um, definitely a, it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what to expect necessarily. Cause last time we were down there, we didn't do a lot of hiking. Um, that was my first time in the redwoods in the Northern California area there. I, uh, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, we, we went around, we saw the trees, we, drove, we did a lot of driving. Yeah. But, um, it was cool because we covered a lot of ground. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to actually get out and explore. Yeah. No, it'll be fun. Um, going to that tree, there's another grove of trees that's really cool that hopefully we'll be able to get both. Kind of depends on the path we take to get into Hyperion. There's a short one and there's a long one. Um, and I don't know if we can get into the short one because uh, it all depends if the National Park Office is open or not and they might not be because of COVID. Interesting. Yeah, that'll be a bummer, but we'll still be able to get to the tree regardless. So I know how to get there. I at least know how to get to the spot to then get there. So. Well, good. Yeah, that's all that matters. And hopefully okay. we can see both of these are the tree grove because that's super cool. That area really makes you feel like you're in a fairy tale like land. Like you'll go and you expect to see like the Keebler elves making their fudge. You expect to see like Ewoks or you expect to see like Peter Pan and the gang and tween or um, who's the fairy in it? Um, Tinkerbell. Yeah, Tinkerbell. You know, you expect to see all that in this, like, area. So oh, I'm nice. I'm, exci I'm excited. I mean, you see, I've, you've seen it in the movies. But the movies are the movies, right? Like, you see the big tree, and you're just like, that's Photoshop. That's what. But when you're actually in them, and, like, that's, I mean, the last time I was there, the experience I had was just, I drove a car through a tree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what <laughs> yeah yeah right it's like like who's to say we're not ants in that sense you know like those trees are huge i know and they're and redwoods are more known for being tall not necessarily wide That's yeah i really want to go to sequoia and see those guy giant trees i i mean i'm excited I'm I'm super I'm super stoked. I am ready for this trip. Um, I'm I you know and I feel like we're camping different places, huh? Yeah, hopefully. Well, maybe most likely. <laughs> You're in charge of that one. I know, but yeah, I'm getting I'm in the middle of moving all my crap too. So nice. Um, 
I'm, we'll figure it out, guys. Yeah, yeah. There, there we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. So. <laughs> I'm not worried. Yeah, good. But yeah, I mean, you've lived down there for a while. I mean, what was what was your experience? I guess you said you we were talking earlier today. You said you went down there when you were a child. Yeah, and, I was a wee lad. But you don't really remember it. Yeah, the only real thing I remember is I think driving through one of the trees. Um, oh, all right, so it's like a tunnel at that age. Yeah, what you're yeah. feeling. Hey, but you uh, don't feel the the awe of the trees, you know. Yeah. Um, my question, my question is, when you went down there, oh, I the first time I might have actually lied. The first time was with Vince when Vince and I did the road trip. Yes, which was only like a month and a half before I moved down here. Yes. So this is like same time, just. What was it like? Oh, it's something else. It's something else. Um, and you know, it it's hard to put into words. I've tried putting trees into words, and it's just, it's hard. You have to see them to see to like really get it. But when you go through, you do definitely feel like you're in another world. The, mm -hmm. Why they filmed part of the Jurassic, the second Jurassic Park there, I get it you kind of feel like you're going to see a dinosaur. But I mean, you, I look at that too, right? And those trees were around when the dinosaurs were around. Like, they were probably that tall. They were probably in those areas. Same, similar, you know what I mean? So, like, in yeah. perspective, the height is is normal. The just, the creature isn't there. Yeah, right. But, I mean, you also, at the same time, <laughs> I mean, you definitely think Bigfoot's out there. <laughs> right out there but i mean when you're going through it you definitely understand why people make fairy tales like where they come up with these ideas because this it's these kind of forests and it's kind of like a, yeah it's a really cool feeling you know i've lived here for three years so i've gone out i've seen albino ones there's redwoods out there that are completely white wow yeah, they're super cool. Um, they don't have any of the chlorophyll, which is what makes them white, but they also can't photosynthesize to make energy. So they suck onto the roots of other redwoods. So they're like almost a parasite to these redwoods. How common are they? Do you know? They're really rare. They're oh, really wow. rare. Um, when I was looking at the list of them, there weren't very many. And they're hard to find too. Um, there is one that's pretty easy to find in general. It's like right on the Avenue of the Giants. So, oh wow, yeah, it's not it's not hard at all. We'll swing by. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's it's we'll kind of a drive because we'll you have to by. go south. But um, oh, I think that would be a good idea because if you go south of where Mark is, Mark is in Eureka. Um, if you go well, McKinleyville, but yeah, yeah. Eureka for those of you listening. Um, if you go south, uh, that's that's one of the, the main trees you actually drive through in the Redwoods. That's one of the, the like picturesque ones you see. I think it's the Chandler tree. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really cool. I mean, I think it's it's something that everyone who goes down there should do. Um, definitely. It's, it's interesting. It's really cool if you've never experienced a tree that big. Um, I mean, I remember going to Oregon State, and there's two trees on campus there that were big. 
and looking at those and being like, wow, those are big trees. And they're not big compared to these ones, which is, which is like, wow, something to, something to think about. Yeah. And that's why I like, that's why Hyperion is so special. And that's one where I've struggled to put into words because I tell people how amazing and awe-striking it is, striking it is. But it's everyone kind of is like, dude, it's a tree. It's a tree, man. It's it's just a tree. But when you're there looking at that tree, it's that's the moment you're like, oh my gosh. Like, whoa. And you know, there's no sign or like little info box saying like this is Hyperion. Is it is it kind of something you could walk by and you wouldn't even notice if you didn't know what you were looking for? Is it one of those is it one of those things that's like when you know you know? Well, you know, because you know <laughs> when you're the, looking at it is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That experience you were having is that like when you know, you know. Yeah. You're just like that's cool. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean you get hit with it when you're and you're looking at it. Because you can see it before you really get to the base of it. So you're like looking at it, you're like, whoa. And it stands out in that kind of sense. Yeah, for the most part it does. I mean, it's not like, it's not going to, like you could scan a side. And if you, do not, if you don't know what you're looking for, you'll go right past it. You could walk right past it, have no idea. Because it's in a grove. There's no trail to it. It's just from what people, and they want it's from what the guy that discovered it, right? How yeah. height of it. And then um, the reason why they don't have any of these paths or anything is they don't want people tromping, a lot of people tromping around the root base system because redwoods oh. have really shallow roots. So they don't go very deep. So um, they could ruin the tree, you know, essentially kill it. And then it no longer is the tallest which it won't in how so many years another tree will surpass it their guess but for the time being interesting yeah where's the where is the other tree that is going to surpass it where's that going to be uh, i think it's uh north near crescent city oh wow so still there's right. a there's a grove up there that's got like i think like five or six of the tallest trees in the world oh wow yeah uh, you've read people may have heard of it it's titan is up there oh i think i think i have i think that has been brought up but that's, that's interesting uh, del norte del, or it might be del norte how fast does it grow do you know they're not very fast it's at the, the when this tree passes i period on i think it's in like 10 12 years but but how many how many because i assume redwoods grow maybe like a, a foot a year or what's no, no i don't think so Less than that. Maybe. I don't know. It probably depends on the growing year. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Ah, see, I thought I thought you might know that's why I asked. No. <laughs> my bad. My bad, man. I'm sorry to do you like that. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, I'm not a I didn't study trees for a living. <laughs> you know, and actually though, which is interesting, is uh I was talking to Tyler. Um, and he's actually going to be down with us in the Redwoods. He's going to be nice because it'll be his first time. And I, I, I love showing people things for the first time. That is a joy I have. I, if you want to go to Yellowstone for the first time, I'll take you. Sure. I'll show you some cool stuff. Um, but when I, when, 
when when he was with us in Glacier, he was like asking all these guys, what kind of tree is that? What's yeah. that? What does that do? And like we're like none of us are really like arborists yeah so like you know it's like yeah yeah it'd be cool to know like yeah it's an aspen because the way it is yeah and, right. you know, that's a that's a pine tree that's a this tree that's a lodgepole pine whatever right like he's like well i'm gonna i'm gonna learn a book i'm gonna read a book about trees and he did oh really he spent like a week just reading this book about a tree, like about trees and how they work and what they do and how they communicate and do this. And like, that's hilarious. Yeah. And he got really into it. And, um, he, so he's like, yeah, I, I'll be that person. <laughs> you can just ask me your tree question. Cause he was so sick and tired yeah, of like, I'm glad I'm glad. Wait, you know, I've been dying to have a tree person. <laughs> so there you go. If, and people, you gotta be, someone's gotta be a tree person. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just not an expert. Uh, well, and, it, and I love and it, I love that stuff, and I find it interesting, and I like hearing about it. But I'm not gonna you're not gonna be able to ask <laughs> every question. I'm not gonna be able to pop them off my head. I'm sorry. Well, and it's it's I think it's my ignorance of you just living down there oh, be, yeah, because yeah. because you grew up in the Pacific Northwest because you grew up in. It, you know, or you lived in McKinleyville, California. I'm just like, oh yeah, like Oregonian. Yeah, he's got no trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, lives in the big tree. You know, he goes from trees to trees. You know, yeah. it's Douglas Douglas firs up where I'm from. It's redwoods here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Tree to tree. Yeah. Do your own uh, planet Earth. Tree to tree with Mark. Tree, tree, yeah. <laughs> Here's the Douglas fir in Seaside, <laughs> Oregon. <laughs> loot it as it just sits no, I'm yeah. just kidding <laughs> oh, oh, no. the, the, tree, the trees are a fun time I, I'm excited to take our viewers there um, maybe we could sit down at the tree and just record sit here with some microphones and just say hey let's talk about it let's talk about sitting under this beautiful thing with everyone you know and I, I bet our viewers would like that and you know, we also say, hey, email us if you have questions. If you are friends with Quartz Lake on Facebook, if you're with the Rougarou on Instagram, any of our Instagram accounts, just go ahead and shoot us a message. We'd be happy to answer it on the podcast. Talk about, talk about, you know, your questions you have about Mark living in the Redwoods. What about the Redwoods, you know? We'll answer them. We'll talk about the Douglas firs in Seaside, Oregon. Mark will get you firsthand. He will take that photo of him with the Douglas fir, just hold, caressing it in his hand, you know? He'll do that. We will record Slake, Wandering Ways podcast, we will deliver. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we to be able to do something a little special for, you know, um, each of our listeners. It, but if you do have questions, please do. And again, if you have any cool adventure stories, um, maybe you are an arborist. And you want to come in on and talk about trees? Um, email us at wanderingwayspodcast at gmail.com. Wandering, W A N D E R I N G, Ways, W A Y S, podcast, P O D C A S T, at gmail.com. G M A I L, if you don't know how to spell. <laughs> C O M. Um, right, not but, .org, not .net, not .gov, not yet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but please do. 
um we appreciate we would appreciate it and uh and if you're cool have me on yeah exactly and teach us about trees well we love having guests on you've seen them in the past you've seen them before you know we we've you've hinted at some future park rangers that might be on um or yeah other other uh other interesting fun people that yeah photographers all sorts of interesting folk Mm-hmm. Uh, that do all these cool things and it's like you know and that we talk about that it's like we want to be there firsthand with you guys we want we want to we want to deliver these podcasts from where we can about the experiences we have we want to sit up in the bear tooth at twelve thousand feet and just sit there and take it in and mm-hmm. share that with you you know and that's that's part of it you know and tell you to go do it because it is worth it we've done it we love it and let's make it happen yeah <laughs> And I mean, because we will be, or you guys will be coming to me here in the Redwoods and we'll be having someone different other than just Zach and myself. We might even have his brother, Tyler, come on and talk about his experience in the Redwoods um, after we're done here in going on our adventures, which would be super exciting to give you guys the like first time user experience. Because it's easy to hear it from someone that lives in the Redwoods, right? You want to hear it from the person that hasn't been to the Redwoods. Exactly. That 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 first, I think that's the best way to explain it. Because if you can capture that in the moment, that experience of, I've never been here before. And this place is different it's cool it's this it's that it's however i feel you know and that's what i mean that's what i mean that's what i really loved when we had that trip in yellowstone same kind of experience with with people that have never been there before and do experience that with them the sitting with the buffalo as they eat the grass you know i'm, I'm curious to see what that in the redwoods will be for tyler you know mm-hmm. and and i want to experience that and i want to share that with everyone because i think i, I feel like those are the moments those are the moments worth capturing. Those are the moments worth sharing. And those are the moments that are going to get you to go out in nature and experience the same thing. And I think that's, you know, part of it. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Um, right, you got any, well, when you head out to Oregon um, here soon from Montana, don't you? Correct. And that's going to be quite a trek. We're going to stop and see the lake. Uh, that's a beautiful little little place we've been. <laughs> but I mainly bring it up because I don't think you're going to have any time to do any kind of small adventures this week, do you? No. Um, the only other small adventures will probably happen after the Redwoods. Um, I want to go to the coast, the Oregonian coast, and uh, figure it out. Just oh. go find my ocean, you know? Uh, yeah, I was just trying to give the, the listeners and viewers here a taste of what maybe we talk about next time but if you're you got i mean you got a lot of stuff so don't it makes sense for you but i mean for me shit i'm gonna hit all my spots here in the redwoods while i'm still here i'm gonna try and experience humboldt the way humboldt's supposed to be experienced going to the farmer's market on saturday which the humboldt farmer's market is amazing it's <laughs> thing you want out of humboldt county and more <laughs> so i'm gonna go to fern canyon uh might do this other hike called strawberry rock or strawberry hill i can't remember so 
probably going to go on a bike ride. Just trying to get all of it in before I'm out of here, you know? Yeah. No, I feel, man. I feel. I, yeah, no, I'm excited. I think I don't, I don't necessarily have anything coming up right away, but I have adventure. I mean, driving, I'm going to be driving from Montana to Oregon. There's plenty to see. I like looking at the river when you're in, you know, when you come down that pass, uh, in, uh, in from Idaho to Montana there, mm-hmm. um, lookout pass that's a beautiful beautiful drive and then you get that fourth of july pass in Coeur d'Alene and at, you're in the mountains and being in the mountains is, is a cool place uh there's some cool towns up there some really interesting towns you know wallace idaho uh rexburg places like that you know uh well, not rexburg i i always get a big kick on that drive the fourth of july pass because i'm like it's not the fourth of july like i do that whole stupid joke but I didn't realize until I was at it on my way over to Montana this year. But I was at the 4th of July pass on July 5th. <laughs> so I almost hit it. <laughs> You're always, you, you've come out to Sealy quite a bit for the, for the 4th of July. And I think that, I think that's, if you're, if you're playing the game, right? The game is I'm going over the pass because that's the past yeah that you're going for the fourth for your fourth of july adventure gotta go to the fourth of july adventure (laughs) yeah but i always i always make the joke um it's not the fourth of july (laughs) you know because when i'm i do it it's most i mean it's july a lot of times when i'm doing that drive but um it's never the fourth of july But, but what i find interesting and for the for the listeners um he's usually driving alone so that's true. Yeah. That's true. joke with <laughs> yeah no, that's true it is mostly just me <laughs> touche no me, me on uh drives by myself it's just like listening to podcasts uh this last one i did a book but a lot of times i try and work on my uh my accents and develop little comedy characters so I uh, I honestly do go a little bit crazy when I'm driving by myself. <laughs> See, I don't, and I think, I mean, I like driving, and I mean, this really, this actually really fits. I mean, it fits the brand, it fits who we are, because we drive a lot to get to places we want to go see, and, you know, the Ruguru, my, my trusted, trusty steed, <laughs> as I like to call it, you know, drive, drives me around, I've done a good job with it, and I, I like, I'm going to be taking it down to the Redwoods, so it's going to be cool to see it down there, and just all the different places it can go. But I, I like, I like, and if you've, if you've seen my steering wheel, I've, I've uh, used paracord and I've tied it on my steering wheel because it, it was kind of starting to fray. So I didn't want it to do that. So I got a steering wheel cover, but I wanted one tight. So I made it with paracord and I made it like the medicine wheel. And it's in the four colors, you know, it's very spiritual, the four, the four walks of life, the four directions, you know, four is a very big number in American Indian culture. Um, you know, because we live a lot holistic life in the four seasons, this and that, um, you know, everything that, you know, the earth's round, everything's round kind of thing. Um, and for me, driving is that, like, it's that meditation. When Like, I've driven a couple times uh, in the past couple of years, I've driven down to Denver to go pick something up in Denver and drive back to Montana. That's a 13-hour day in the car. I hate it. My legs hate me because I'm just sitting all fucking day. But it's one of those things that 
I can just sit there and yeah, you're in the middle of Wyoming, which I mean, that drive, I mean, it sucks. It really does. Like it, it's, yeah. it's not the best drive, especially when it's windy. Oh man, that's bad. Like that's where you see semis tipped over because of the wind. Is in Wyoming. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those places that like being out there and you're just driving, there's nothing around you. You're doing 80 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour, whatever. You just boof going. It's, it's, and I don't know if it's, it's being Native American myself, and this is kind of like the psychology of myself when I try and analyze my own life, you know? <laughs> and it's just that, like, I think that's like the open prairie, the open plain. I'm, I'm at one with earth. I'm at one, you know, like, I'm on my horse. I'm just riding. I'm experiencing the world. I'm seeing the world. And I feel like it, it's that, like, good medicine, that good healing, you know, that it's just that, like, wow. like Those long kind of drives. A, it's, it's a meditation in a sense, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but not with drives. When I go, no, when I, I do my bike rides, I get what you're saying. Yes, yeah, and it's different for everyone, but that's that's kind of it for me. That's why, like, that's why I can get in a car at, you know, one in the morning and drive for 13 hours, or I can get in the car at, you know what I mean? I can do that, and and, and I don't fall. I I can't fall asleep in cars, which it's just my own thing. But it's one of those things where it's like, if, I, if I'm ready to drive, I can drive. I, I, I love it. And it's just, like I say, it's good medicine. Yeah. Man, I do a lot of long driving. Yeah. I, I hate driving. I hate driving. I hate being in a car. Yeah. Yeah. But that goes, that goes to, I don't think we deserve to be in these boxes, you know? Right? No, yeah. it's a middle container. No. Yeah, I, I, we're not made to be in these boxes these boxes and stuff we made to be out moving our bodies motion no, I, motion. <laughs> I get you my man i get you it's finding your adventure finding your nature yeah but i mean driving is necessary to get you gotta get to the place how, how do you get to arches national park and go to go see delicate arch you yeah. get in the car and go there yeah so you know I see, the, I see the necessity or the luxury it's not necessarily a necessity. It's a luxury. Um, I see the luxury of having the car. Yeah, it is. And it, it really is. And it's, it's, it's something that we don't think about a lot. We, we take it for granted. You know, even look at like 30, 40 years ago, cars weren't that as reliable as they are now to get us places, you know. Yeah. So we can't adventure as much and as far. You know, same with the plane. You know, we want to go to, we, it's accessible now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's worth it to access it. I think that's our right as humans to, to, to do the, to this earth is to, to see it, but to respect it and to keep it alive. Cause it'll keep us alive in turn, you know, like it's doing the right thing. And I think by seeing it, it helps people do the right thing. You know, mm -hmm. when you go to, you know, the bayou down in New Orleans, when you go to the Maldives and you see the corals, when you go to the Great Barrier Reef or, you know, Argentina or Peru or Canada or Alaska or Russia, you go to all these cool places, you start to see life and the way it lives. And it's like, we need to make like, like this earth, it's got to like, we got to just coexist with it to, to survive, you know, because yeah. if this earth goes, we go. And, you know, like society's shit at that point. Yeah, <laughs> it, it never existed. <laughs> Yeah, so there's, there's that kind of cliche t-shirt around 
I think there's hats and stuff and stickers and all that too, but I've seen on t-shirts a lot lately that says there's no planet B, you know, and that's true. There isn't a second planet. You know, everyone keeps talking like, oh, we'll get to Mars. We'll be fine. We'll just have Mars. Like we can't, we can't play that game. No. Well, we and let's, a... let's be real. What's going to happen first is, is we're going to run out of time and we're going to build a spaceship people are going to get in a big spaceship and you know, like you see like the, the, these movies, you know, like uh, what's the McFarlane one that he, not Ozark, but uh, the one where he's a space captain and it um, it's like a big city, you know, it's, it's 250,000 people on a, on a spaceship. Yeah. It's a city. They have parks, they have life, they have jobs, they do this and that, you know? And I think that's essentially what, life will come to and why there's this great push to go to space is because in or because you can create those kind of societies in those worlds and, and deal with like the earth's population and try and send those to other planets to survive you know like that's totally a possibility yeah but i mean <laughs> i mean i'm not going to planet like trash right now so. but that's that's the if you look at it it's more of an es escape plan and if you look at like even earth and people's theories of like oh this is how life started We're, we came from another planet because there is that theory mm. and you, you use something like this where it's like well yeah what if you had a, a civilized because life life's been civilized for thousands of years it's been proven they had tools they did this they had trading centers blah 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 and who's to say that you know the the crew didn't survive and it was just a few survivors that survived the ship crash and they started, you know, they had like, well, we have to start society again. And we only know. Yeah, I mean, that's trying to figure out how society starts, which is. But, well, what I'm saying is we're pushing ourselves to a point like that where. We could just take care of our planet now. Well, that's my plan. But I'm just, I'm just letting people know the other options. Recycle. <laughs> you know, try. I, we talked about cars today, but try and reduce the amount of driving you do. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, that's I'm looking at a Tesla for that for that reason because I, you know, I don't want to ruin the ozone, which is yeah. at this point in human life, this is one of our most crucial key things to survival. If we can keep that ozone intact, yeah, we, we will be around. You yeah. know, like, don't use as much plastic. Like, don't use as much plastic. That's a big one. Well, people don't understand is we just like with the ozone layer and like the issues we were having with that, we just kind of, as a society, we swept it under the rug and said, you know, it's not over America yet. So we're not going to necessarily care about it here yet. Oh. Like, it's, like it's still a thing. It's still an issue, but we're not going to care about it. And it's like, yo, like we only got one of those. <laughs> right. But yeah. I mean, no, we got to do, we treat this planet like crap. There's so much crap we do from drilling all the oil to the mining that we do. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, how some of this food is being produced. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot, these factories pumping these chemicals and shit in there. Kind of like, it's in, yeah, no, exactly. We do a really bad job at taking care of this planet. Which is a bummer because really there's a is. lot of cool shit out there and it's important for us. Yeah. 
Oh, exactly. No, I, I, yeah, you hit it right on the head. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool shit out there, but I think I think we're kind of coming up to your reverend's final words here, huh? Uh, yeah. No, it, it's actually not a bad spot to have the final words. So, do you have any final words, my guy? You know, wander your way wherever it may take you. Today, it took us. You know, we wandered about cars, we wandered about good medicine, we, we talked about the medicine wheel, we talked about the redwoods, talked about life, you know, um, and that's kind of, you know, why we call it Wandering Ways, because we want to share with you these beautiful places we go. Um, we want you to have that same good medicine we have, you know, for Mark, it's going on a bike ride, for me, it's driving to these cool places to go sit up on top of a mountain and just look off into the vista and think wow you know this is earth (laughs) you know (laughs) like it's nuts you know when you really put yourself into perspective and look at things and see things going by and it's like life just goes on yeah and you gotta you gotta just see it and people don't I don't think we see that all the time and sometimes you just need to take take a sit back you know I love it I feel it my guy I feel it What's the reverend have for us? The reverend's final words of wisdom today is save the bees. <laughs> They're dying at an alarming rate. You know, They may seem like they're harmless and they're not important, but they're super crucial. Uh, if you like, there's what I, what I had to write a paper on in college. There's like 70% of U.S. agriculture relies on this bee it's it's crazy you know feel like avocados feel like almonds that's all bees without bees we have, we're, we're, we're kind of screwed so let's save the bees and let's plant some flowers um try not to promote monocultures because that just promotes disease and all those but save the bees um, it's the only way to save the bees you got to find bigger but yeah and <laughs> no yeah uh, and stay beautiful. You guys are awesome. Um, can't say enough about how much we thank you guys for all listening. But anyways, with that being said, peace out, everybody.